Welcome to the Encouraging Words for Wives podcast, where we focus on talking about all the real things within a marriage that no one likes to talk about and all of the small decisions that we need to make to be the best version of ourselves to enhance our marriages by following biblical teaching. I'm your host, Simone Phillips from London. For more information, visit our website, www.encouragingwordsforwives.com. I'm not claiming to be an expert. I'm just a woman that's been through some stuff and wanted to create a platform to encourage our wives out there. So welcome to episode 14. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I am 14 episodes in. This is crazy and wild. My brain is just, ah, it's a lot. Anyway, today I am so excited. I have, I've never done this before. I have two amazing, phenomenal women with me today. Oh my gosh, they are just doing their thing. We, I connected with them on Instagram quite recently. I think, what, when was it? A couple of months ago. It must have been two or three months ago, right? And just sharing each other's content and just loving on each other and just supporting, just being that support. They're just fantastic women. They've got a platform. You need to check them out and they will be able to explain and tell you where you can go to check them out on Instagram. But I want to welcome these ladies, Natasha and Omera. Welcome, hey, welcome, hey welcome. Thank you so much for coming down. Well, not down, but come. thank you for jumping on the show with me today. So, thank you for the invite. You're welcome. So please, don't rush now. Introduce <laughs> yourselves <laughs> to the people. So just tell us what you what your name is and what you do. Amira. <laughs> <laughs> so my name's Amira. I'm a customer service manager. I'm also a mother of two beautiful children. I am a wife. I am also a the co-founder of Women Unite Global. And yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> well, my name is Natasha. I am also a wife. I have I have an almost 11-year-old son. Wow. And I have recently left the nine to five rat race and I have jumped into the entrepreneurial puzzle. And yeah, and I'm just in, enjoying it right now. Yes, and please. And also, I'm a woman unite global. <laughs> yes, please. Love that. Love it, love it, love it. So on today's episode, I want us to talk about praying before we address an issue with our husbands. Deep. So I'm not going to lie, like this one for me is an area where it's an ongoing thing, isn't it? Like I'm I'm developing, I'm still developing in that area. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that I've got it all held down and I've got it locked in because I will be lying. It's a work in progress for me. So I'll go for, what I'll probably do is probably ask one of you questions and then the other one, another question. But Natasha, how long have you been married for? I have been married for eight years now. Do you know what? It's been great. It's been, I would say it's been great. Everyone knows, you know, there's always highs and lows in marriages, but I still 
consider the lows as beauty because that is just what life is you know the ups the downs is what makes the whole journey beautiful yeah um I've known my husband for a very long time and I think that's probably why yeah it's beautiful because we've definitely gone through our experiences but ultimately what's holding us is the it's got the purpose the goal um what we're called to that is literally this is why um I always say no marriage can sustain without God in the center absolutely, um, or at least purpose. So I think basically what's been holding us, the journey has been great. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So describe to me then, I'll, I'll go to you, Amira. Um, yeah. Describe how you address an issue with your husband. Child. <laughs> I feel like I need some tea. Oh girl, you know what? I've never been the best communicator. Like I've never really knew the art of communication prior to maybe last year. And I just have to be honest. I don't know if I could keep it real down here. No, keep it all the way real. That's what we're here for. So I I can definitely say that I went into the marriage thinking I could be ghetto girl from Northwest London, right? And buck up and say whatever I want because you know I was that girl. I'm the it girl. What are you talking about? You can't talk to me like that. <laughs> and I feel like most most time my approach was not to understand, but mostly to attack, and mostly right. from. And you know I feel like women we don't understand that we are quite manipulative, mm. right? So it was almost like you try to manipulate the situation in order to favor you. And you're not trying to actually understand what the issue is and actually address the problem. You're actually addressing the person, not the problem. Yeah. Right? We can't see the difference. Whoa. We're not putting the difference. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 wait. <laughs> Come again. Say that again. That was fire. Say that so again. So basically, so we don't address, we are not addressing the problem. We are addressing the person. But mm. to get a solution, you need to address the problem mm. and not the actual person. Because mm. once you come to a person and say the problem, you are the problem, you're not actually highlighting the situation. You're making it seem like he is your enemy. He is your problem, right? And that was my approach. I made him my problem instead of making the problem our it's situate our problem, right? That we need to resolve this problem because this problem is, you know, hindering us, is hurting us, is really slowing us down, is delaying us from pursuing what we're supposed to pursue. He's taking us away from the vision, right? Now, that was my approach. My approach, to be honest with you, was quiet. It wasn't, Lord, please give me the wisdom. Give me the words. May I speak through the Holy Spirit? Hell no. It was like my emotion. It was allowing my emotions and my rage and my anger. And I mean, anger comes so fast and you can react out of anger so quickly and then regret it later on. So it's really important to be able to take your emotions out, especially when it gets to dealing with conflicts with your partner. Because once a woman allows her emotions to get involved, then you will never receive any resolution because all your emotions demands of you is for the person to bow down and to acknowledge it even though I'm not saying that they shouldn't acknowledge how you feel but once Mm. you put your emotions forward whether it's anger you just want him to bow down to that anger without actually finding the solution Uh, mate that you just ministered to my heart man that was fantastic (laughs) so the approach was never so great if I have to be real and I feel like still women who haven't 
learned, if I say, not say learned, but women who haven't understood the art of communication, they're still wrapped around the whole manipulation where you're manipulating your husband or your partner to get what you want out of that situation or you want mm-hmm. him to feel wrong. And when you're fighting for who's wrong and who's right, then you're not winning. You're both losing and you're losing fast because you're not getting what you want. You're just going back and forth. So that's really how I used to deal with conflict back, back then. How we thank Jesus for the Holy Spirit oh. because that ain't, ain't now. <laughs> <laughs> so Natasha then... What was your approach when addressing an issue with your husband and when you first got when you first got married? So let me say that again because I got tongue tied. What was your approach when addressing an issue with your husband when you first got married? Child, it was the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> the absolute ghetto. As I said, I've known my husband for such a long time. So I think there was also that familiarity. Was it familiarity? Yeah. Because I've known such a long time I've known him since we were both kids and again we've gone through our journey the ups and the downs and men always put us through things that sometimes we've got PTSD and you know all of that good stuff so I was very much I had walls and I had guards up and it wasn't pretty it was very ghetto (laughs) and and sometimes guys can be very nonchalant as well with the responses they can just be like one word and he's like what are you taking a mic what I'm poking and I'm poking and then when he explodes it's like oh you know so it was kind of, right so it was really really ghetto like and it wasn't cute but my husband's very patient so we thank god for that because it could have been all the way left yeah. <laughs> all the way left because we always speak about femininity, whatever I can't really say it. And it just wasn't very feminine. It wasn't. Even yeah. though I'm very gentle, but I feel like when it came to a certain, when it, there was a problem that arose or my feelings felt, I don't know, you know, I felt some type of way, that's when I turned into Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And Hulk. <laughs> And it ain't cute, but yeah, that that was basically that was the past. <laughs> that was me. So, question: I'm going to throw a spanner here. So, what made you change? What was it that made you? Did was it a thing where your husband had to sit you down and speak to you about? Look, Natasha, mate, what's going on? Or was it a thing where you realized on your own? Did God show you? Like, how did you change that? It was everything. I mean, he's always spoken. He was always like, whenever I go crazy, he's just like, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> Imagine you're just going crazy. And he's just like, you're actually crazy. Like, <laughs> he's always been saying like, you need to work on your anger. You need to work on this. But the way he says it, again, he's very nonchalant. So I'm just thinking he's just trying to patronize me. So it's that, but it's also the Holy Spirit conviction. It's also, of course, because we keep, it's a journey, especially with God. It's a journey, right? So every time I praise, if I encountered, I was praying with a pastor or whatever. And it's also my sisters, because I've got like, I come from a very, very big family. And most of my older sisters are all married. 20 years plus, 30 years, etc. They were also given, always given me. Mathises are literally the reason why, one of the reasons why my marriage is still standing until today because of their beautiful advice. And I thank God for them every time. But yeah, they're always telling me a woman can't be like this. And of course it's growth. It's just a bundle of a lot of things, but ultimately I'll just say, God's. <laughs> it's just God. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So what advice then, I'll go to you, Amira. What advice would you give to wives who struggle in this area? Pray. 
<laughs> mm. Like honestly, I can't even. I can't. I can't stress more about that. Pray, pray. Obviously, you know, if I used to be the type of wife who used to write hundred letters to God on changing my husband, but none of them used to tell God to change me. Right? So Preach. I learned how to. Yeah, and I had to learn how to see myself for really what I was right and understand that I fell short as much as he fell short I fell short and that if I was so centered about what he was doing wrong and what he needs to change then what's the what do I need to do right because you're like God I want this because I want to feel this way I want to be happy I'm your daughter I'm supposed to be the princess of Zion or whatnot not but you know he's also as as much as loved by God as you are mm-hmm. and he's also praying to God he wants happiness he wants a wife that will bring him happiness so I feel like you know I think we mentioned this even one time with Natasha in one of our podcasts and it was really about playing your role like, take care of you make sure you are the best version of yourself and I mean to overcome certain attitudes and most of our actions and most of our reactions are coming from a lot of our brokenness, mm. our past brokenness, our traumas, our childhood traumas. And once you begin to take care of yourself or pray and allowing the Holy Spirit to begin to minister to your soul and to your heart, then you will slowly but surely see changes happening. Things that you reacted to, you will no longer react to it. The Holy Spirit will begin to tell you how to you know, take the left or take the right. Keep your mouth shut. Girl, our silence is so powerful, but we don't even know that our silence is powerful. There is so many things we don't need to react into and that things change sometimes by silencing. A man is not your child. And when I had to learn that that man ain't my child, it's God's child. That's God's business. I love what Natasha tells me all the time. When my man does that, I go snitch him to God. <laughs> and that's what you got to do. <laughs> I love that's that. That's all you got to do. I love that. And it, you know what? It's so true. And this is what encouraging words is about to be honest it's about us women focusing on ourselves because if we don't and we bring all of that mess and trauma and baggage and all of that into the marriage then it, it will not work facts you can mask 100%. as much as you want you can put on the out. it will leak it will come out it will leak it will spill over we have to be centered to be the best 100%. women women for us ourselves number one mm-hmm. to understand our calling to know why we're, we've been put on, we've been placed on this earth for a reason, to be the best wife, to be the best mother, to be the best daughter, sister, all the other hats that we put on, and also to manage the plates that we're managing, because it's mm-hmm. a lot, house clean, cooking, making the home, yeah. the house a home, it, it's a lot. We can't do that to the best of our ability if we're not centred. One of the episodes that's coming, that, that's already um, happened, was um, the power of prayer and fasting, and what, I didn't do before is plan time with God. Mm. It will be a thing where I would just quickly say a quick prayer en route to work, quick, little Lord, da, 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 boom, that's it. I wasn't sitting down and scheduling time with God. Mm. I wasn't sitting in his presence and just being silent, just listening to worship and just soaking myself in worship. I wasn't meditating on the scripture. I'm really understanding and researching. Like, what does this mean? I don't understand that. What does this Mm -hmm. word mean? Let me go and research that so I understand what this means. And really, you know what the Bible talks about? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. That is, yeah, that is seek ye first the kingdom of God. And we have to be intentional about doing that. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I've incorporated in my daily life is waking up, whether it's 5 a.m., 
it depend if I'm led to get up at 5 a.m. There was a period where I was getting up at 5 a.m. and just spending time as God's presence before I started my day. And the way how things just shifted, you just get clear vision, you have the spirit of discernment on you. It's just a game changer. As mm-hmm. women, we have to be intentional about creating that because we these oh, don't get me wrong, praying for the quick prayer throughout the day, absolutely. It's great. But in order for you to grow and hear the Holy Spirit, you need to connect on a different level and carve out that time where it's just you and him. And on the note of prayer as well, one thing I've learned not to do because I did it so much is pray while you're feeling an emotion, right? I think we don't stress enough about that. Do you know, I remember having fights with my husband or feeling some panic and I will just start praying, but my prayers will just be based on the emotion. So you don't have a a clear vision Mm. of your prayer. You're not praying based on facts or based on scriptures, but you're you're praying based on your emotions Mm. or your panic. And therefore your prayer is not as effective. You're not really clear or really open to receive from the Holy Spirit. You're just trying to, you know, you know that when once you're in a in a moment of panic, you can't really control anything. You can't control anything. And I feel like many times we pray from those type of emotions and those are not correct. They're not, they're not how you pray for a household. They're not how you hold your household down. They are great sometimes for certain situations, but most times when it's to build a home, I would say to have a clear vision, to be sober-minded, to be in a very, you know, silent or still, you know, space or an environment where you are ready and open to listen to the Holy Spirit. And, you know, you was mentioning having scheduled time and you had a 5 a.m. time. And I remember, again, I'm bringing Natasha in. Natasha, you know, introducing me to midnight prayers. I mean, if you're going for warfare child, go into midnight prayers, right? Because that changed the course of my life. Mm, Warfare, spiritual, it's a serious thing, you know. But that's... and sorry, I just had a quick one. One revelation that I had today when I was actually praying, and it was literally about having a relationship with God. Ultimately, if you really think about it, the relationship with God is the most important relationship that we ought to have. Absolutely. And making time is very, very important because we'll make time for our husbands, make time for our friends, make time for everything, make time for Because if you're in a relationship and you want it to be fruitful and you want it to be effective, you know, if your husband is neglecting you or you're neglecting him, do you know what I mean? You're not going to feel loved. Yep. And God, he loves those who seek to spend time right. with him. Mm-hmm. I was telling one of my friends, make love to God. Like, And she was like, what the hell are you talking about? I was like, yeah, you can make love to God. But yeah, <laughs> just wanted to throw it in there, guys. No, it's so <laughs> true. It's true. God wants us to diligently seek us. Seek him, sorry. Diligi- yeah. Diligently seek him. So we have to be intentional. And that's by our actions, you know. We can't just mm-hmm. be a talker and just talk and not have no actions to back it up it doesn't work that way 100% doesn't work that way right my next question then is what encouragement can you give to females I give this to you Natasha who are dating and courting with a potential husband what advice would you give to someone dating or courting a potential husband just Two things are miracle. <laughs> because it's, it's something that I tell all my friends, and I'm not perfect because I've fallen before, but it's a revelation that I've known even before I fell. It's a revelation that I that was even revealed to me even more so after marriage as well. Is if you are just two things, God always, 
but abstain from sex. Girls. Yes. People really don't understand how important, I mean, how spiritual and how powerful just that whole act of sex. We really mm. underestimate its power and its purpose and its value. Like we just think it's just, it's just, oh, I'm just horny. Let me just go have sex. Or mm. it's just a sensation. Guys, it's really powerful. So having the fruits of the spirit, so obviously in alignment with God will help you with the fruits of the spirit, which is, of course, self-control is included. Yeah. Where you have the power to be able to control yourself mm. to the point where, because once you are intimate with someone, as much as you think you can switch, there's a lot that goes on in the spiritual realm that yeah. you think... That's the thing with us humans, we're very carnal minded. We forget that things happen in the spiritual before they actually happen in the physical. So those are my two key things. God, of course, the Holy Spirit and abstain, 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 abstain. Do you want to know what his little ding dong looks like? I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they'll be like, how am I going to know what it looks like? Ask him for pictures. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Figure it out. But just don't let it penetrate you because, guys, you don't know what the whole process of penetrating. He's basically entering you. Yep. And soul ties and is real. Soul ties is real, yo. 100%. Don't know what he's being connected to, what he's connecting to. It's real. Covenant is real. All of these things is real. So those are my advice. Abstain. Have a great relationship with God. Let God lead you. Have a relationship with God where he speaks to you. You speak to him. He reveals things to you. But if you have sex, it will interfere. It will just it will blur the vision and God ankle. God don't mix with certain right. things. Right. God yeah. can't bless mess. Yeah, Right, he can't be in a mix-up, mix-up. So, yeah, those are my two advice, the two key points. Love that, yes. <laughs> so, last question then. I'll Over to you, Amira, right? So, what advice would you give to women out there to encourage them within their marriage? Oh, girl. To encourage a woman in her marriage, I will say... Get to know yourself. Don't stop getting to know you. Don't stop discovering you. Don't stop discovering the power that you hold. Do not stop, you know, taking care of yourself, right? I thought that once we, and I made, I don't think it was a mistake, but I got carried away with the whole aspect of being a wife when I first got married. Mm. And I tend, I quickly forgot myself mm. and embraced the whole motherhood and marriage and I, it was just like my children and my husband was the, my world it revolved it, everything revolved around them but I forgot me and quickly mm. I lost myself and once I lost myself nobody else could recognize me if I can't recognize myself then my husband can't recognize me my children won't be able to recognize yeah. me the people around me won't be able to recognize me and even God wouldn't be able to recognize me because that's not who you know he made me to be mm. so I I think being able to be a, the best wife and the best mother is also being able to keep in touch with themselves, mm. right? You are your most important assets. Without you, there is no marriage. Without you, there is no motherhood. And therefore, you got to take care of you. So take care true. of your mind. Take care of your physique. Take care of your health. And also take care of your spirit. Mm. 
So allow the Holy Spirit to invest in you, but also allow, you know, things around the world, like your beauty. Don't make sure you look as beautiful as you want to look. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're like, damn girl, you the it girl. Don't let no husband or no no one tell you. You gotta tell you that first, right? And if you can spiritually be in touch, like I can't stress more about what Natasha said, have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, right? Because when everything else is falling apart, but while you have the Holy Spirit, you have everything. He will reassure you. He will tell you which way to take. It will feel like the storm is no longer a storm. It's going to be your resting place, but you're in the midst of the storm, but it'll be a resting place for you. So I think that's the most important thing a woman could have while on the journey of marriage. I hope that made sense. That made, <laughs> it makes so much sense, honest, because I find that a lot of women, we do not let, yeah, we do let ourselves, let's just call it what it is. We do let ourselves go. We do. <laughs> I I can openly say I did. And I'll never forget one time I was online with my bishop and she said, Simone, you need to go and get your hair done and you, you need to go, you get your nails done. Go and <laughs> sort yourself out. She just told yeah. me, rago. And I was like, ah! Oh my God. But I thanked her for the realness. I was like, mom, I call her mom. Mom, thank you. And ever since she told me that last year, February, I think, yeah, it was last year, February, she told me that. Ever since then, I've been keeping up with it. Keeping up with, keeping up with it. Because we we have to. Yeah, we have to. We have to. Keep your space clean. Keep your, like, you know Mm. what? Even that's important because it helps your environment. It helps your mind, right? Mm -hmm. Do things that still make you happy. Mm. You know, those things you used to do when you was a single lady and it made you smile, do that. Mm. You know, create time for yourself, whether it's waking up a little early before the kids wake up so you can have that one moment when it's silent, when it's just you. Or if you have to go to the gym in the evening when the dad is back home and he can watch the kid for an hour and you just fly off to the gym on your own and you have like gym guys looking at you like, damn girl, were you married, <laughs> right? But it makes you feel like you still got it. It's but it's true. just those moments that remind you of who you are. You need that. Absolutely. You need that. It's so, so, so important because... That's what will keep your drive. That will. That's what will keep you, you know, it will keep your, your, your engine rolling yeah. and moving. Yeah, it's true. And once you feel good, no one can tell you nothing. When you walk out your house Child. and you know you look good, Child. what? That, please don't. You, can't look, you can look like a struggle for two, three days, Mate. but not more. Right, okay. <laughs> we got to get it together. Ladies, thank you so much. So what I like to do on the podcast is I always like to have a scripture of the day. So today's scripture, I take it from James chapter 1, verse 20. And it says, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So we spoke about this. What do you take from that scripture? Mm. (laughs) Human anger. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. It doesn't. It doesn't produce the righteousness that God desires. What I take from that is human anger is different to God's anger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just, for me, it's just, yeah, that's what I get it. When God is angry, he's angry out of love because we know that God is love. So his anger can never match to our anger. Right. So yes. but the way God will be angry is not the way we would be angry. We angry, we see in all types of reds and we just we see the what we see when we're angry is all negative mm-hmm. and God is not negative, mm-hmm. right? So 
that's just what I take from that. So it's like when God is angry, he sees, I don't know. That's literally what I take from it. So No, um, yeah. I can I think of Isaiah in 55, somewhere in Isaiah 55. The scripture says that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Mm. So this just shows that our anger, our human, our carnal anger damages things. It destroys others. It hurts others, right? It doesn't bring forth joy. It doesn't bring forth any any through forth fruits, right? Mm. However, in God's anger, there's still fruits because the Bible speaks to us about the discipline, that God disciplines us, right? So that means that even though God can be upset with us and discipline us, he will then turn around and still see us as his child. But our anger is to hurt. Our anger is to revenge or attack and our anger destroys and it does not build. So that means that it's not the ways of God. So I had a quick question because I just had, when I was talking about that, I was thinking about us as parents as well. Hmm. But when you're angry though, as parents, this is getting deeper than I actually need, but (laughs) I had a a revelation of a mirror of us parenting because when we're parenting our kids, we do get angry. Yeah, 100%. Is that, and this is why I always say the representation of a parent and, and a child is a reflection of what God is to uh, us. Yeah. Whoa. That's yeah. deep. When we angry with our, a loving mother, a loving father, when he's angry with their child, you don't see negative. You more discipline out. Yeah. You're disciplined. Mm. In love. Yes, so you're right. This, this verse here can, is real deep. With every verse, it's deep. But yeah, that's just the revelation that I had of. Definitely. But yeah. And also, you know what? In I don't know where in the Bible, but I know it says about, it talks about when we get angry, do not sin. Mm. So that's another point as well, because things that take in revenge, the Bible talks about revenge belongs to the Lord. Exactly. So we just need to, you know what it is? Really and truly, yeah, this whole with everything we're just on a journey yeah we're, we're literally and i don't think there's no finish end article because you're constantly learning you know even when you read the scripture i i would read a scripture like maybe last year and then i read it again and i'm like hold on a minute the revelation that i got last year is a completely different revelation to what i got this yeah. year yeah. it's completely yeah. different you know so we're constantly evolving and this is why it's so important to meditate on the word and read the word and not read it like a book like a novel it's not a novel it's not a novel right this is how i see i always tell my friends that how i see the bible is a way how i need to live it's a book of instructions to help me because if i don't have this book i would either be in prison (laughs) facts i would have mashed up the whole place from time ago (laughs) Absolutely. It is. I would have been in prison, in a mental home, or in the grave. Three mm-hmm. places. Facts. I'm just being real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's only because of God's word. And when you trust and you believe in the Lord's. Yeah. You this know? relationship is a is a is a whole journey. Absolutely. You know, like everything else in life that we, we receive by, by the grace of God, whether it's your marriage, whether it's children, all of that we receive it by his grace. Mm. It's all a journey. Having children is a journey because from you know having those children to whatever age they get to, it's a whole journey. You're going through situations after situation. And once you feel like you've got it, you realize there's something else that you gotta learn, right? Yes, so yeah. I see that in my own personal life life of Christ.
Christ. I remember starting this year with a strong conviction of just praying over myself. And at one point I felt like, yeah, I've got, you know, I've got hold of myself. Like that's it. Like God really revealed to myself patience. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait. I thought, you know, I got it. I thought I had it. I thought it was time to rest. But no, he's revealing to me another, mm. another side of me that I didn't know that needed yeah. work on. And I think that's what it is with with this whole relationship with God, it really kind of teaches us how to become the best version of ourselves, but it's step like layers of onions, one layer mm. after one layer. And he's not rushing with us. That's it the beauty of life. I always say, if you, if you ever feel like you've reached in this life, you shouldn't be here. Yeah, it's so true. You should be like, Enoch, what's the next? Ascent. Yeah, what's the next? Yeah. yeah. Learning so and never, God's never really going to show us everything as well. So it's that that's the beauty and exciting thing about life as well. Is like what's God revealed? God reveals everything, new things to us every single day in the growth, in the journeys. Like it's exciting. What I knew last year, what I knew yesterday. I'm going to learn something new tomorrow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so exciting. And that's the thrill and the beauty of the journey. But yeah. Amazing. Ladies. No, Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate your time. Honestly, we need to keep this conversation going. Seriously. I'm like, yo, when are we? What's going on? (laughs) I'm like, what's going on? We need to, we need to arrange something for sure. So where can the people find you both? Where are you? (laughs) <laughs> we are everywhere mainly on instagram tiktok we're, we're pretty much everywhere instagram tiktok we've literally just launched we had a very strong mandate to start many people may we have spoken about this before we were due to start sometime in 2020 but um we were stolen 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 but we officially started so we are literally growing as we're going so things are taking shape as we're going so yeah that's where you'll find us uh feel free to just connect with us message us that's on woman unite global thank you and they're also on youtube as well right yes yes Yes. check out their youtube they have um podcast shows out quite frequently so just check them out and thank you so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate your time. I, I ge- you genuinely so much, appreciate it, man. It's been a good conversation. Thank you. If you also have any suggestions or ideas that you would like to see featured on the podcast, I welcome your input. Please send this to info at encouragingwordsforwives.com. Let's keep the conversation going and connect with me on all social media platforms. You can find me on Instagram, I'm on TikTok and on Twitter. Be sure to go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify and wherever else you are listening to your podcast. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm excited. I'm so excited for this journey and I really pray that you all have a blessed week and take care.